everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Total Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Dan Young. This is episode 185. And as always, we strive to bring you interviews with the most amazing people doing the most amazing things in natural health from around the world. Today is truly no exception to that rule. Today, Dr. Lori Shemek from Garland, Texas, is going to be interviewed with us today. She uncovered a pathway to the core cause of weight, inflamed fat cells, which not only promotes unwanted excess weight gain, belly fat, and poor health overall. She is an expert in her field as a best-selling author of How to Fight Fat Flammation and Fire Up Your Fat Burn. So, thank you so much for taking time to make us a part of your day and sit back and enjoy this amazing interview with Dr. Lori Shemek from Garland, Texas. Good day, everybody, and thank you so much for making us a part of your day. We so much appreciate you tuning into Total Wellness Radio. Today on episode 185, we have with us Dr. Lori Shemek. Dr. Shemek, are you on the line with us? Yes, I am, and thank you for having me, Dan. This is wonderful to be here with you. Yeah, I so much appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to make uh, oh, of course. to make this uh, happen. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to to uh, get some healthy information out there to people. Yeah. You know, we, we were talking before the, before the actual interview, and isn't it amazing how people are still so much in the dark about what they could be doing for themselves? It is amazing, uh, Dan, because, you know, and part of the reason is primarily there's so much confusing information out there. I agree. And so people become frustrated and then just throw their hands up in the air. And so I completely get it and understand. Yeah. But uh, if you can find that one person or tribe or um, people that you know are credible and you can take information from, that's the key. And then that's a great foundational start. Yeah. So let's back up a little bit and talk about your mm-hmm. personal journey in natural health. What, would, what is it, Dr. Lori, that puts you on this path to natural health for you personally? Well, it actually, um, I've always been very interested in health all my life. And, you know, as a child, if you told me spinach was healthy for me, I'd eat it all up. Wow. <laughs> and so uh, my mother was in the nursing profession, and <clears throat> she had um, just a ton of, um, you know, medical books. And that would be my reading of choice in wow. many instances. And yeah, and I would peruse them and learn from I was just so excited about health. And um, that combined with my mother's poor health, okay? Mm. Um, she was a single mother and she had three young children. I was the oldest of two younger brothers. And she had a constant stream of different health conditions. And I remember often as a young girl just walking into her room, her dark room, and just seeing her laying there, you know, and it was just so sad, and mm. yet I knew intuitively, even as a young girl, that she could make different choices. She um, she smoked heavily, a pack and a half of cigarettes a day. She was very overweight, uh, bordering on obese. She um, was under chronic stress. You can imagine the type of stress she faced every day, trying to raise three young kids mm. and no husband. Uh, we didn't know where my father was. She was estranged from her family mm. and she had very little money coming in. And so, you know, we, we, you think about that stress and how 
it impacts somebody's health. Mm-hmm. Well, it really impacted her health, our quality of life, because she was not, she was pretty much absent as a mother because of her health conditions. And so I took over the mothering role, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, for my two younger brothers. And um, unfortunately and very sadly, as time went on, my mother uh, passed away at the young age of 36, leaving behind three children with nowhere to go. And it was, you know, they couldn't find my father. We didn't, you know, the family was estranged, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it taught me a huge lesson. And in that, it was the choices that we make not affect not just us, but they affect others as well. And um, unfortunately, you know, my mother, she just felt like that was her lot in life. Mm -hmm. And so she, as we mentioned earlier, became frustrated, threw her hands up in the air and said, there's nothing I can do. Mm -hmm. And so it was in high school, I made the decision to help people. I wanted people to know that they don't have to give up, that they do have choice. And so I got my doctorate in psychology and uh, then, you know, uh, went to work for family outreach and became vice president of family outreach mm-hmm. and saw that in the clients when we and I implemented uh, menu changes, food changes to their diet because I recognized the importance of food's impact on our mental well-being mm-hmm. and, <clears throat> excuse me, and so eventually, I wanted to um, really follow my other passion, which was to help people improve their health. And so I went back to school, believe it or not, yeah, <laughs> became a nutritionist. And then also I um, went back and got my certification in life coaching. Okay. And I started my company called HealthWorks, and uh, that's, it's taken me to where I am today. That's so exciting. So you, uh, what I've noticed in interviewing a lot of practitioners is that they they either have their own personal struggles and journey with their own personal health, or as in your case, a loved one is what really put Mm -hmm. them on this path. So, right. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, we all have a story, no matter Mm -hmm. who we are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think, you know, I can really um, thank my mother for, you know, the, the uh, wisdom that I learned from her and, um, and my ability now to help other people because of her. So, yeah. you know, it's really a wonderful thing. And it's a very positive outlook that you just, you just touched on something that is really important when you talk about mental health and, and keeping things in, in healthy perspective. You talked about the mm-hmm. wisdom that she shared with you in her demonstration of almost feeling hopeless, right? I mean... You, exactly. You, you, there was this like something awake. It awakened something in you that said, "No, we can do something different." And and so that's what kind of that was kind of that wisdom that you're talking about. If I'm picking up on that right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And it's true. You know, if people understood that they they do have different choices to make, mm-hmm. but it actually, you know, you know, uh, it harkens back to what you mentioned early on, which was, you know, people. It's, you know, it's interesting because people do become frustrated because they don't know that they have choice yep. out there. Yep. 
And but once you know it, you know it's like they say the old saying, "Knowledge is power," mm-hmm. and that's that is so true because yeah. once you have that knowledge, it, it's a transformation, really. Yeah, and it plays right into what you said earlier about there's so much information. I mean, I, my classes years ago, I used to do a class. I still do it, but I've I've kind of changed and played with the format for you know over the years, but. I used to make the comment like, you know, the problem with being a consumer today, trying to find good health information, if you go to Barnes and Nobles, there's like 98 books on health. And and, and if you go to the discount section, there's probably another 20 more that are being sold at, you know, pennies on the dollar. And the problem is you read one book and it says, if you follow this plan, you'll live forever. And the book next to it on the same shelf says... If you do anything you found in that first book, you're going to die young. And that's, you know, it's it's really confusing. (laughs) Yeah, it is very confusing. But, you know, that's the thing. We want to, we want to, and, and, you know, another problem that, and bone to pick I have with a lot of these books is that people cherry pick their research to support what they want to get out there, the message that they want to get out there. And, um, but it's really important that, you know, people such as in positions like you and me and other health experts out there that we use quality research, you know, randomized control trials, et cetera. So, Mm -hmm. um, just that's the most important thing. If yeah. we're going to put anything out there, it needs to have research behind it. Um, when I first started, uh, that was one of the things that I made sure I did because I, you know, I want, you know, I've written two books, right? Um, and I, I wanted them to be books where people can use essentially like Bibles, you know, for mm-hmm. the rest of their life, mm-hmm. and. Um, and, you know, research changes, information changes, but mm-hmm. the, the total message is still the same. And my last book was, what, four years ago, and it's still doing well. Yes. You know, considering it's four years old. Yeah. That's excellent. And, you know, one of the things that, that I, you know, we have, a, you know, maybe different experiences, things of that nature, and I think it takes all of us we, mm-hmm. to, to make this, this, this message really work um, in our communities and globally and and the people that get a chance to tune into this podcast is my my experience has always been from the clinical realm. So I mm-hmm. I'm one of these people who humbly uh, I stay in my own lane, right? I don't argue with science guys. I ne- you know I don't ar- I love PubMed. I love you know what I mean. I know I love PubMed. I, I totally understand what you're saying. Seven thousand yeah. articles a day being submitted to PubMed. It's the only archival site that allows their uh, research to be introduced in court cases. I mean, it's just, you know, it, there's just a lot of stuff there. And at the end of the day, what can I prove clinically, right? I mean, when I'm working with somebody right. who has, you know, they have horrendous IBS because of food sensitivities, we remove the foods and the, and the IBS goes away because IBS is not a disease, it's a symptom of dysfunction. That's a different category. Um, mm-hmm. And when we look at these, the, the way people have been groomed into even looking at disease in this country, these aren't diseases. These are the lack of performance, and you got a headache, and maybe it's because you're dehydrated. Lack of water, you have a headache, yeah, exactly, <laughs> or joint pain. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we, and so you and I are tasked with this amazing journey to to try and educate people on the fact that listen, modern medicine's been around 109 years, which is only a little over four generations. A generation's 27.8 years. 
what you and I are plugged into, what you and I try to share with people, what you and I try to enlighten them about has been around for 215 generations. Amazing. Isn't that, you know, it, puts and it, it works and it puts it in perspective. <laughs> right. So I love, it's funny because when I, you know, I have, um, I post daily, uh, tweets on Twitter yes. and on Facebook, but Twitter is the most active in mm-hmm. terms of, um, you know, people, there's like pushback from science or there's pushback from different, for different reasons. Right. Uh-huh. And, uh, so, you know, it's funny because I'll put something about intermittent fasting up there yeah. and then all of a sudden, you know, the Indian culture says, we've been doing this for thousands and thousands of years and now you guys are taking it away. <laughs> and, um, and I'm like, no, 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 don't you understand? This is a very good thing yes. that we know about this now. Yeah. It's a very good thing. Not, it's not a negative thing. We mm-hmm. should all be celebrating. Yeah, we all so, need to, yeah, yeah. And we need to work together. You know, it doesn't matter the modality mm-hmm. or the source. Um, the original. Yeah, truth source, is, right? Yeah, yeah, truth is truth, right? I've got clients that they report to me. They love intermittent fasting. They feel great. I say, well, then guess what? Don't stop. And then I have some that say, right. you know what? I I'm love not, that. Yeah, and I, mm-hmm. I'm like, I have some that say, you know, I tried that and it just really didn't. I, I needed to look for something. Else. Okay, let's find something different for you then. You know, it's like. It's like the guy that wrote the South Beach Diet. Before publication, he was interviewed, and and, uh, and uh, he said, you know, this worked for about 50% of the people that did it. And yet it still was a big hit as far as a book and, and a big diet thing out there. Um, and, and about but, huge. But, yeah. but about half the people that did it didn't respond to it as well as others did. And then, you know what, that's... Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And that is such a powerful point you just made, Dan, because... We are all genetically unique, yes. and and it's so important that we try different things. Yes, just like you said, if one thing doesn't work, go on to another thing. Yes, you know it's that n equals one experiment mm-hmm. uh, research study um, that we are we really need to take and put energy into ourselves in terms of finding what works. Yeah. I always say that if something doesn't really work, if you're not feeling better by taking a certain supplement or you're not seeing any effects, then don't take it anymore yeah. because you should be feeling better if you're taking it. And now, there are things that you can... Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, good. And, and there are things you can take to actually, you know, that you may be feeling well enough at this point and you will continue to if you continue to take say vitamin d for example mm-hmm. d3 so mm-hmm. um <clears throat> those are just examples of um you know just maintaining our health that's what yeah. we need to do yeah yeah the whole the whole thing from a, a clinical perspective is is that you're doing things to improve performance so like what you said if you're taking something and you know it's benefiting you and and in our office we we strictly we pretty much maintain like whole food, whole food concentrates, you know, herbal extracts, things of that nature. We will use some nutraceuticals, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in, in more challenging cases. But, but what I have found with people too is if they're on the right program and if their diet's right first, right? Because that's why they, I, exactly. I try to educate people. These are supplements. They're, they're called supplements for a reason. Thank you. Exactly. That's really, that's important. It's, right. it's really important to you understand that diet first, supplement second. Get your diet straight, and then we'll figure out what deficiencies or things that you might need specific to you that's going to help shore up better performance. And when we get that in place, here's how we'll know if we're on the right track. Yes, in in five to seven days, you should notice a shift in how you're performing. But 
Let's say you're on that supplement for 60 days and then you all of a sudden quit. If you crash immediately, we know that clinically we are not restoring function, we're masking weaknesses. And so what we have to do is identify why did that supplement, because if you, if you completely quit something that fast and, and like in a day and you crash, then we're not actually restoring function, we're just masking in performance issues. So what, yeah, exactly. That is such an important thing you're doing in yeah, your clinic. It that is, is fantastic. Yes, thank you. We we uh, we're having a blast educating people. I hope I get to do this for another right. forty years. <laughs> that when you say that, that's a really important thing as well. That's part of living an optimal life. Yes, a healthy life is having that purpose and that passion yeah. in life. And they say that um, I I think it's the Japanese call it a kiki. Uh -huh. If I remember correctly, it's having that purpose and passion in life they have found through research recently that shows a longer life. If you have that, yep. that reason to get up every morning, um, then you will live a longer life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I see it all the time. I've got friends of mine who are, who are uh, getting into their retirement years. One of my closest friends just retired last month. And I've been watching him the last 30 days and we've been, I've been talking about, you know what, you need to get out, you need to get active, you need to get a project, you need to get something, you know, because he worked in a military yeah. base for a number of years, loved what he did. Um, and uh, I says, you know, you've got to fill that with some other passions and some other activities because it's, a, it's, an, it's an interesting phenomenon to witness with, with people, but when they retire, especially men... It seems if they don't have that, like you said, passion or a project, something that that they're pushing forward for, that they could see themselves doing until the day they die. Um, the mm -hmm. unfortunate thing is they die a little sooner than they probably should have. Yeah, that's what research shows. And this retirement thing never uh, was instituted, I believe, in in the forties, thirties, nineteen thirties or forties, mm -hmm. and so it's relatively new in the. Um, you know, when you compare it to how long humans have been alive, uh -huh. uh, people in the longest lived countries in the world do have something that they have, you know, that they, that allows them to get up in the morning with excitement and fervor and yes. um, contentment in their heart. And, you know, even if you have a dog that you need to take care of, that's just as good. Yes. It's just having a purpose in life is really important. It's, it's huge. So let's yeah. go on to your career. What is, what's some of the most exciting aspects you find about your career right now? Oh, you mean in terms of, of my clients? Yeah, or and, what, and what you get to areas? do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I uh, love what I do. So, you know, it's, you know, kind of harkens back to what we were talking about. Being able to help others is, you know, really been my life's mission always. And so that's what I get to do every day. And I get to do it via, you know, um, social media, writing articles, working for br other brands. Um, I get to help people move forward with their health personally, one-on-one -on -one, uh, um, coaching. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm in the process of writing my third book right now called The Ketogenic Key, and that will be out very shortly here, uh, probably the end of the summer. Oh, wow. And, yeah, so very excited that, about that. Uh, when you get that ready to go, I'm very excited about the ketogenic approach to uh, health. I love uh, guys it's like amazing, Dr. amazing, isn't it? 
I, I love I love Dominic D'Agostino and guys like him. You know, yeah. I'm just, I'm just I'm a real fan, yeah. and so I think that uh, I am too. Yeah, and then the Charlie Foundation yeah. is is an amazing resource. Right? I love, I love Are you familiar concept. with uh, Verda Health? Yes. Verda Health's work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're using the ketogenic key to actually reverse diabetes. Yep. And their research just came out uh, just the other day. Two years. Uh-huh. Late uh, later, they're still showing uh, these people are off their insulin, and for those that couldn't get off their insulin, which was like less than fifty percent, uh-huh. um, they reduced their insulin markedly. Yep. Yep. So it's saving money across the board. It's amazing, really. It's what they, fascinating. What they've been able to show when you get ready to diet. When you get ready to release that, let me know so we can have you on again because I'm very excited. Oh, I excited. would love that. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. Thank you. Yeah, that would be wonderful to have yeah. you back on as well. To me, you know, it's interesting because you you look at something like the ketogenic diet and you think of, you know, how many people can be saved in every in every type of disease modality. How many mm-hmm. people can be uh, can live a quality, better life. And mm-hmm. so I'm really excited about it. And it's not just the ketogenic diet, but it's just reducing that carb amount that yep. the typical American is ingesting. It's yep. enormous. They have no and that's clue. Causing... No, yeah. no clue. And that the problem is, is that the human body is so, is, is really magical in a way in its ability to repair damage. Mm-hmm. And so when we're young, that damage is repaired very easily and quickly. But with the, with the um, constant injury, cellular injury, if you will, there's, an accum- there's a cumulative effect, and mm-hmm. the body can't keep up with it. And yep. so, um, but we can do a lot of repair with the right type of diet. 100%. And, um, yeah, but see, you know, a lot of people don't understand that when they eat sh- a lot of sugar or they eat a lot of carbohydrates, for example, and they don't feel bad right then and yep. there, yep. it is cumulative. Yep. And one day down the road, you know. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, telling a guy to light a match and then have him run mm-hmm. his fingers through the flame. Well, if he keeps his hand moving, he doesn't get burnt, but let it stay there for a minute. You know, hold that I love finger. that analogy. Yeah, hold that finger over the flame for a while and see if it doesn't burn you, and it will. And that's what happens is you're just exposing yourself to a little bit of this on a regular basis, and because nothing catastrophic happened in the moment, you're intellectually not connecting the dots between that sugar and my insomnia, or that sugar uh-huh. and my and my weight gain, or that sugar and I have, you know... Uh, all these aches and pains and and it's, so it's a real exactly process. yeah yeah that's well said exactly yeah and so if you know i i really like to remind people that even though they don't feel bad in the moment mm-hmm. it will rear its ugly head somewhere down yes. the road yes it will and here's another thing that you're bringing up which is so important for people to clue into Ab- absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. In other words... Oh, I love that. <laughs> it's, it's so true. Absence of evidence yeah. is not evidence of absence. Just be, you know, you may have... Think about, okay, got Jim Fix. Think about Jim Fix. Okay, Jim Fix was the publisher, the owner of Runner's World magazine. Jim Fix died at 44 on a run completely asymptomatic. Completely asymptomatic. He died of a heart attack. He died of a heart yeah. attack. 
So yeah. here's the thing. You right. don't have to have symptoms. You can be completely asymptomatic and you could be heading for real trouble. Right, exactly. <laughs> so we do the best we can. With, yes. You know, we, we lay that foundation with a diet then yep. we add in targeted supplementation. Yes. And, and it just is an evolving process a transformation where then we you know we make sure that we're thinking healthier thoughts you know um uh more positive thinking because you know for example gratitude Mm -hmm. research shows that gratitude keeps us happier and healthier and um which is very important for people to implement in their lives and you know it's funny because people go what am i great grateful for i don't have anything to be grateful for and you know but it's even the smallest of things that the the research is showing even getting up in the morning that you actually woke up you know that you're alive that the sun came out you know anything it could Mm -hmm. be silly Mm -hmm. but as long as you're you're um you're feeling gratitude it really has a health effect 100 percent friend of mine this morning yeah. called me up and he says hey I just want to let you know I took a deep breath in when I woke up and it's going to be a great day <laughs> That's, I love that and speaking of breathing yeah breathing is another um, tool people can use that increases nitric oxide mm-hmm. which is an anti-inflammatory in the body yep. deep breathing uh, is really crucial for um, breathing right, maybe I should say, not deep breathing necessarily, but sure. if you breathe right, many of us breathe very shallow, yes. and so we're not getting the full benefit of breath, you know, yeah. that what it, that's what it's there for. <laughs> you know, and you're touching on something, I, I, I do a structural work as well in the clinic, as well as, as some other things, and, and one of the things I've been on this, I've just been on, the, I get on kicks, right, I'm sure you do too, like that's my phrase mm-hmm. for the week, I'm going to just... Everybody's going to hear this certain I do. thing from me. Yeah. And I've been telling <laughs> Intermittent people. Intermittent fasting was my kick this last week. <laughs> I was telling people, I said, listen, the more space you have between the cells, the healthier you are. What do you mean? Well, let me share. It, you know. Except in your gut. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But when you get, yeah. you know, better, better cardiovascular flow of, of, uh, of, of blood flow, circulation, oxygen in, the toxic gases out through the lungs, then you have... Then you have lymphatic flow for your, you know, detoxifying and boosting immune system. And then you're going to have, you know, energy meridians. I mean, if you think about it, we're a great big organic unit that runs on electricity fired by the heart. And, and so that has to have a pathway too. Although minute, it still has to have a pathway. But the more you have space between the cells, the better off you're going to perform. And, uh, and so I've been on that kick this week. So <laughs> I just thought oh, I'd share that. Oh, I love that. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What do you find to be That's what fantastic? Do you, what do you think the most challenging thing is about your career when you're working with people? What do you find to be the most challenging side? Um, you know, it's because people are in denial. Mm. So if I tell them, you know, for example, they'll tell they'll, you know, um, if I do a personal consultation, for example, they will have everything the most optimal diet plan available on earth that they've been they've been using Mm -hmm. and um and that's really not the real diet plan Mm -hmm. (laughs) they Mm -hmm. just want me to think it's the real diet you know they people just they're in in daily denial and then when it comes time to to really uh pull the veil off it's uh they want they don't want to be perceived as someone who eats makes poor health choices, for example. Exactly. And so, 
but in terms of um, the most challenging, I would say that sugar addiction mm-hmm. is another one a challenge that I come across. Many people are addicted to sugar, and in fact, I have uh, coming out soon a webinar, a free webinar that's going to get people off of sugar, mm-hmm. um, especially people in the workplace because they're so um, their their mind is foggy and yep. there isn't much clarity because there's so much sugar and carbohydrates in their yeah. in their body yep. in their life I should say but yeah so I would say sugar addiction people not uh, putting their heads in the sand when it comes to their health um, and I would say that's about it I don't find much much else that you know I obviously weight is, is an obstacle for many sure. um, but it's but once you know what to do, then it slowly comes off yeah. um, or quickly, either one. So, yeah. Okay. What are the name of your two current books? What about books? you? Uh, well, I, you know, I think you're touching on it right there. I mean, we, I do a, I do a pre-education plan with all of my new clients where they, they come and meet with me for 30 minutes. It's complimentary. Their first two visits are complimentary. We do a complete workup to make absolutely, nice. well, I, from a clinical perspective, you know, Dr. Lori, I have to make absolutely certain that I'm a great match for them and they're a great match for me. This is not a, right. you know, this is not a two or three week journey. This is a one to three years minimum, one to three years mm-hmm. minimum journey. This is a relationship and we're going to, we're going to, you know, we've got a lot of things to do that, uh, you know, it takes three to six months to get most people stable. It takes one to three years to get well and, and they need to understand that you can't erase 20, 30 or 40 years of abuse uh, in you know uh, three days in, I'm taking supplements and they're healthy. It's just or you know or or they they quit exactly. having you know creamer in their coffee for a week and they're healthy again. That's not that's not good educational foundation for long term success for them. So so um, yeah, yeah, and that reminds me of of a, um, a the resistance I have found um, because people do want it easy. There is no oh, question man. about that. Yeah. And so the resistance I have found without, you know, having, you know, uh, can you just like give me one supplement that will take away everything? Yep. And no, I cannot. Right. Um, I can give you a diet plan and some, a few supplements to, mm-hmm. to help you, but it, it, everyone's different. That was just yeah. an example, but you know what I mean? The resistance sure. is there. We put them on yeah. food logs. Um, we, we are on food logs myself. Oh, that's great. Yeah, myself. I do too. I, yeah. keep, I keep myself on food logs. Um, if anybody at any time asks me, mm-hmm. well, what do you eat? I can show them. Um, so, you know, and so there's no excuses. If I can do it, you can do it. I'm the laziest person on the planet. I love things real easy <laughs> as well. Um, and so, you know, I just know what it takes. And this is what part of the journey. You're going to do food logs. And they have to do them for, some people have to do them for anywhere from four to six weeks. And there's a certain ratio that we get them to as far as fruits and vegetables, seeds and nuts, you know, raw, uncooked stuff versus some you know some good quality you know smaller portions of meat not meat every meal guys come on mm-hmm. and uh and you know mm-hmm. and the carbohydrate intake but it's it's a very simple approach i've always used kind of bernard jensen's viewpoint you know chemistry of man was was one of the things that was a big influencer on me and and uh, when i was uh, in school um you know in in 2001 2002 so i was I was very intrigued by his work and and uh, the things that he had accomplished in seeing over four hundred thousand uh, people worldwide during his career. So, um, 
That's amazing. You yeah, know, and the food lot thing yeah. is, is one of the biggest challenges. I mean, and it's kind of funny. Week one, they come in, I'll ask them for their food lock. Oh, I forgot. I said, well, that's strike one. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I know. It's like, what do you mean, strike one? It's like, well, if you do it two more weeks in a row, then I don't think we're a great match for each other. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But, so especially, you know, uh, there are some people that just won't do it. Yeah. You know, they just won't do it. But, um, yeah, and and I forgot to mention one other area that I focus on, and that's low-level inflammation in the body. Yeah. and That's um, one of your books, is so, it not? Yeah. In fact, both of them, the okay. first book, Fire Up Your Fat Burn, touched on inflammation and its its negative effects. Mm-hmm. And uh, the second book, How to Fight Fat Flammation, yeah. um, it talks about the, you know, the core underlying cause of most illness, disease, faster aging, and weight gain. Mm-hmm. So many people don't know that our fat cells can become inflamed, mm-hmm. and that happens because the fat cells are packing in a lot of uh, compounds, including sugar and glucose. And so things get inflamed in there, and the fat cell begins to act as if it's infected in a way. And this spews out inflammatory molecules, which has a slowdown, a a metabolic slowdown, and then people gain weight. And... Uh, when you slow your metabolism down, mm-hmm. uh, things change, and it becomes a vicious cycle for many people. Where so, the, the, the... Go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah. Do, you find, do you find that with this slowdown that you're talking about, then you see an increase? Because I've always been, a, I've always been like just infatuated with like ACI testing, anabolic catabolic indexing, and, and finding out you know, the things that you can do nutritiously that upregulates natural anabolic metabolism restore rebuild repair versus catabolic like the wear down tear down slow down mm-hmm. kind of of metabolism and and you know you probably can speak to this a little more strongly than even I but there's a lot of science that suggests that nutrition is really the best way to upregulate anabolic metabolism regardless of your age it, oh that's true and it's such an important point because uh, people over the age of 40 or even 50 don't get enough protein, which is considered an anabolic food, which me- simply means that you're bu- it's a builder of muscle mass, for example. So we naturally lose protein as we age, mm-hmm. and it all starts at the good old young age of 29, right? Right. And uh, we lose it every single year, and that's why you see, and it ramps up after 50. So that's why you see people, uh, elderly people, with very skinny arms, they look frail. Mm-hmm. That's um, the catabolic process you're talking about, yes. where we're naturally losing muscle. And But yes, uh, in terms of supplements, you know, they've shown a few supplements, such as, you know, whey protein or um, um, certain protein powders like branch chain amino acids that can build muscle mass mm-hmm. but then you know they're they have these other effects like branch chain amino acids can also bump up spike your glucose and right. we don't want that we right. want to keep that down and um so there are things that supplement wise you can do that will build muscle mass uh but mostly it's food you are absolutely right 
So you've got some amazing things going on. You got a, your third book is in, in being written right now. You've also got an upcoming free webinar. Do you have a date on the free webinar yet that we could make sure our listeners can I tune don't. into? Okay. Unfortunately, I don't. I'm in the process of uh, writing it out right now. So <laughs> <Okay>. it's probably, <laughs> I know I should have a date, shouldn't I, um, before I mention it. Um, but it's probably going to be in the next month. It'll okay. be ready. Well, I, I, yeah, you I'm and getting I, off sugar. Yeah, you and I, you and I keep in touch a lot on Twitter, and I really appreciate that. You, yeah, the good stuff on there. So I'm going to thank you. Um, you I'm, too. Thank yeah. you, thank you. I'm going to make certain that we have, uh, you know, in in today's podcast, you know, the description of your Twitter handle, all those things, a way of people that can get in touch with you. In fact, we're going to have you uh, mention that here in a moment. But before we do that, what is mm -hmm. one of the, like? If there's like one thing, if there's like one thing, Doctor Lori, from your experience. And the wisdom you gained from your mom and all of your experience that you've gained with working with other people, what's that one thing that you want to make absolutely certain that our listeners walk away from today's podcast with? I want them to know that they are worthwhile. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because many people don't believe they really are. Mm -hmm. And so they're not taking care of their health. If they really thought they deserved good health, they would do that. Yeah. And if they really felt that they, you know, we, we are all inherently beautiful, worthwhile people. Mm -hmm. And we just need to believe that. Yeah. What's the best way for our listeners to connect with you, Dr. Lori? They can find me on my website, drlorishemek.com. They can find me on Facebook, uh, Dr. Lori Shemek, and on Twitter, at Lori Shemek. And I have a Facebook group called Thrive Cafe, where there's a lot of inspiration and healthy living. You know, everything there to help you thrive every day. So that's Thrive Cafe. And on my my website, I have a newsletter with a free download, if people are interested, uh, called uh, Metabolism Masterclass. So um, I have a newsletter that comes out uh, every month, and they can get that as well with the download. That is exceptional. Thank you so much for, uh, for all that you. you're doing. Thank you so much for all that I know you're going to do in the future. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Well, it was an honor, Dan, really. So thank you so much thank for having for, me. You bet. My pleasure. We will do this again, promise. I hope so. Okay. I can't wait. All right. Okay. So bye, -bye. This, Yeah, this is Dan Young for Dr. Lori Shemek here at Total Wellness Radio. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to this episode. We'll catch you soon. Hi, everyone. This is Mark from the Mark the Shark MMA Show, and you are listening to the Total Wellness Radio Podcast. Well, everybody, that will wrap up this episode of Total Wellness Radio. Be sure and tune in weekly for new episodes covering today's most important health topics by today's most engaged natural health practitioners. To request a topic or to be on a future episode of Total Wellness Radio, text me at 307-631-5300. Again, that's 307-631-5300. And I wish to thank you again for tuning in.